This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in this home and is the other person on this podcast. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. Do you think that cows would have good singing voices? Oh, wow. Um, I think if you had a different sense of music than maybe we do. <laughs> uh, that uh, is, uh, you know, just flew, flew out of my mind uh, because I <laughs> forgot, as I do every week, that I don't ask you, how are you? But I ask you a random question. Uh, and that was truly uh, not thought about at all. But now that I am thinking about it, I think maybe the reason it came to my mind is I think that cows would be very good crooners with that deep, low voice oh interesting yeah yeah like moo is already sounds a little bit like they're doing some bing crosby-esque scatting <laughs> <laughs> well we're not here to talk about singing cows maybe next week uh this week we want to do something uh that in theory will be fun and light but we'll see if i find a way to make it deep <laughs> and troubling in some manner uh but we are going to talk about halloween candy uh do you think that you are obsessed with halloween candy <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I okay. mean, maybe like right around Halloween. Yeah. The reason that this uh, occurred to us is we tried to alternate between doing some more complex episodes and some uh, deep dive episodes on pop culture stuff. And last week, we kind of had a mix where we had a really fun talk about James Bond in which there were actual tears. <laughs> so it seemed fun to do something light and fun. And in our own uh, personal life adventures, uh, we were at a Target this weekend and picking out the Halloween candy that we wanted to have in our home. Uh, trick-or-treaters don't come to our door because we live in a large apartment building, uh, and it just doesn't happen in our apartment building, so we were picking out the Halloween candy that we got to eat. Uh, but I think, uh, for me, it definitely like stirred some memories and some passion for this really fun part of Halloween. Did that happen with you as well? Oh, absolutely. That is part of why I wanted to bring the fun candy experience into our home. Okay, so we got a fun candy experience in our home and on the podcast. Here's my first question for you. Does candy taste better around Halloween? And if so, why? Mm, yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> or at least the thought of candy tastes better. The, the, you enjoy eating the thought of eating candy around Halloween. I think have more thoughts about eating candy around Halloween than I do at other times. Did you say Halloween? I did say Halloween. A little portmanteau of candy and Halloween. Still going back to those crooning cows. <laughs> mm. um, so I guess what I mean is, um, do you enjoy eating candy more around Halloween? And if so, like why? Yeah, I think I do. I think there's just something about uh, certainly the nostalgia of it is probably what most of it is, is that like, oh, this is the time of year when candy appears, even though, you know, we live in a place with grocery stores where there is actually candy on the shelves year round. A lot of the candy we're going to talk about is available 24-7. It's not a Halloween yep. only treat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But there's something about it that still has that like, ooh, it's getting darker out and maybe brisker depending on where you live. Um, or at least we want it to be brisker. I do, at least. Um, <laughs> I want to be wearing scarves. There's a candy called brisker. That would be perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that I just, like, the idea of candy is more appealing to me in October than it is at most times of year. Okay, because it's like a cozy treat? Yeah. Yeah, when it's getting colder out or you are wanting it to get colder out, depending on where you live. <laughs> yeah, and it just feels like I should be walking streets and asking for candy <laughs> really really like not even on halloween just like october 16th just walking down the street going candy candy please let me tell you about last night <laughs> uh, uh, you, did you sneak out at night and go go candy walking at night apparently i should have it's a uh, whole different thing I really wanted to hear your thought on that. If for you that was just like a joke question or if there was some depth to it and that was a great answer. I think um, for me, there is just like, yeah, there's the nostalgia of it. And I think that's what you and I were both uh, sort of tapping into of like, that's why we do holidays at all, right? Of To sort of mark the time and you attach certain foods and ideas to the time. And I think you and I are both kind of experiencing that joy being in Target around all the costumes and, you know, all the the... the 
pumpkins and decorations uh, and analog phones that they have sitting out that look really <laughs> scary. Uh, and enjoying this uh, that this thing that we get to devour is a marking of this time. But for me, I think it also goes to one of the many reasons that I love Halloween is, you know, it is the holiday that is really just about fun and exploration of, you know, uh, the darker side, but also the fun side. Everything about Halloween is fun. There's no responsibility uh, on Halloween, right? There's no sense of, like, you need to meet up with the family or you need to meet up with this friend or this ritual is very important. Everything about it is, hey, if you want to dress up, (laughs) if you want to watch scary movies, if you want to eat a bunch of candy, there's something about it that it is a, a Halloween that is all about, uh, it, you know, flinging the doors open wide and questioning what you think is fun or interesting and just embracing it mm-hmm. with kind of no holds barred. I know I'm making it sound like the purge, uh, but I mean it in a positive way. I think there's something about like the indulgence of candy that matches with the like, go ahead, have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about like, so many people get into decorating their homes or apartments, but we'll say homes because that's what you can see from outside. And all of the fun that people seem to really have, whether it's just putting a few tombstones in their yard or going all out and having giant spiders and, um, you know, it's there's such a wide range of decorations. And yeah. I feel like that's a really fun way also for people to um, interact with people. Yeah. And I think that for me, it is also just like, so it's the food component mm-hmm. of Halloween, unless you count uh, ripping the innards out of a pumpkin and, and making a face out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a food thing, I guess. Um, but a lot of the food things that are attached to other holidays have a little bit of, of weight to them, right? And often in a good way of like, this is the traditional meal or this food really symbolizes this important cultural or, or family moment. And, you know, there isn't that same reverence of like, we must have this exact kind of bread that represents this. It's just like, I like three musketeers, so I eat them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it doesn't have that same level of sacred. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's just absolutely. fun and flippant. Yeah. Uh, which I think is great. So let's go back in time. As a kid, uh, did you look forward to Halloween specifically for the candy? Mm. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, also... The dressing up in costumes and oh, going trick or treating. Of course, I mean, so, and I think honestly that is part of it to me as well. Is it's not just the candy; it's the going trick or treating. It's the going to people's houses with your family or with your friends or both, and you know this this elaborate ritual that we've set up where you go ask somebody for a trick or treat, and uh, you know most of them give treat. Few <laughs> <laughs> them ask for tricks, um, and I th- and I think it's that fun of it, like. You're going out, um, and that from from being young, like I absolutely looked forward to the entire ritual of the evening. Yeah. So I think if it was just like, okay, on this day a bag of candy appears for you, that would have been fun, also, but not as much. I think it's about the whole process of going door to door, getting a candy. How many people have the candy that you don't like? Yeah. You know, or are giving up pencils this year, or whatever. Yeah, this is kind of a, a generational thing of me but there it it reminds me of the difference between uh like when i used to have to hunt for a an action figure or a vinyl record and you'd have to go from store to store and hope and now you know you can get a lot of them by just clicking a button and ordering them online and they still bring joy but there is that part that's the hunt right in that Mm -hmm. with halloween candy of like i put on (laughs) plastic and I walked at night and I returned with my bounty like in a thing that would not happen other times. Right. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's not just that it's the tradition of Halloween. It's like the kids want candy. <laughs> it's probably not good for us. And this is the night where it explodes. Like, in fact, indulge greatly in that thing that probably isn't super great for you and go get as much of it as you humanly possibly can mm-hmm. and then bring it home and stash it is just, you know. Yeah. So beautifully indulgent, and I think makes you enjoy the candy more than just like, I love Halloween because I show up and uh, there's a bag of whatchamacallits. Yeah. That's still cool. That's still great. But it's kind of like for me, like an Amazon box shows up. I'm very happy. That's great. But it's a little different than if I went out on a hunt and made a surprise discovery. 
Yeah, yeah. And I love that you use the words that and then you stash it. Because <laughs> I, I maybe there is something to that, that it's like, you know, it's fall, all the animals are out gathering their food and stashing it for the winter. So as kids, we're out gathering our candy and stashing it for the winter. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I mean, I feel like there is, there's that instinct of it, when it's getting colder, at least, of, or just like the days are getting shorter. It doesn't matter. You feel like I need to be doing something to prepare. Right. Halloween and, is just like really scary nut foraging. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's even just like, instinctual beyond that <laughs> yeah to, to be autumnal to to collect everything mm -hmm. yeah yeah so did you uh have stashes you 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 lit up at stashes so as a kid do you have any favorite stash memories did you have like a, a great halloween year where you hit it all <laughs> oh <laughs> or made it last forever yeah yeah and i and i think that um it's at some point when we've talked about halloween i might have talked about this before but i um at at least for a few years we would so I have an older brother and we would, you know, once we got home, compare our candy and count our candy. And, and you know, we were not big candy eaters. And I'm sure this was also from my parents of not letting us eat a bunch of candy that night. Like we probably had, I don't know, two, maybe three, like something yeah, insanely crazy. reasonable. Yeah. Um, and this is one that, uh, you know, I was the younger one. So one year, uh, I think we each had our own like... Folgers coffee can that we would use to put the coffee, the coffee, the um, the candy in, and <laughs> coffee, adult candy. Um, and I remember, and one year, like I would, I really at that time liked candy, and so I would want to have a piece of candy every day. And my brother also did, but I think he was he had the intention to try to stay, save it. Okay, and then I was so jealous when he had saved his candy longer than mine so then it always became a competition about saving it or not saving it and then um i had one year where i just very soon after halloween decided i didn't like candy and i didn't eat I, whatever like that was probably november like i still had a full um can of of candy and i don't think i ate any of it like i just was like not interested so you went out and got it and then you just didn't eat it yeah i mean i'm sure i was interested for a few days but i remember at one point having the can of coffee of candy and just being sorry <laughs> do you want some coffee right now apparently <laughs> we can pause and we can brew up some coffee right some spooky coffee <laughs> yeah so um but then the next Halloween, I got over that and okay. started eating candy again. Did you eventually share it with anyone, or were you just like um, <laughs> uh, hoarding candy and keeping it out of the candy economy? I think I was kind of hoarding it, and then by the time I realized it was not good candy anymore, okay, it got gone, it. Like, cause it was, it was probably like six months later or something. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that is a great yeah. journey. Uh, yeah, I, I think I mentioned this before. We've talked about Halloween a couple times uh, on bonus episodes, in particular. Uh, but one of my favorite memories is the last time I went like, uh, trick or treating when I was like on the cusp of too old, definitely got some comments about, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it got a lot of candy and I literally made a mountain of it on a dresser and I had a Dr. Doom, uh, Fantastic Four Marvel villain, uh, action figure and I put him on the top of it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Like uh, like Doom had gone out and he had acquired the candy and he was the controller of the candy, the ruler of Candy Mountain. And I just really liked that image and I just slowly ate it. I love that. Yeah. So um, what was your favorite candy as a kid? Did you have one that you were like, oh, man, I hope they give out X? Yeah, it it absolutely varied. Um, you mentioned much, whatchamacallits earlier. That was certainly one, especially as I was reaching the later years of church reading. Um, one, what is it? 100 grand, 100,000 grand, <laughs> 100 grand, 100 grand it, 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 with inflation. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, I'm looking at this bag over here. It's oh, right. 100 grand. Yeah. So 100 grand was always a big one. <laughs> um, and uh, it's now called uh, a billion Bitcoin is what it's called now. <laughs> So. You don't get this either. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So that and three musketeers. Three musketeers. Okay. Yeah. Three musketeers over Snickers. When I was little, yes. Okay, but not anymore. 
Mm, it varies. Three Musketeers are to me very sweet now. Yeah. But um, you know, I w- and the uh, Smarties. Honestly, I love oh, Smarties. Oh yeah. Give me a roll of sugar. <laughs> yeah, because you because technically it was like I am only eating one candy. Like you would have a Snickers bar or a Smarties. But Smarties would give you multiple dopamine hits because you're just doing little Smarty pill after Smarty pill. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Uh, yeah. I think for me, um, when I was a very young, it was Three Musketeers because they just they were so creamy and there was nothing challenging about it. It right. was just <laughs> very efficient sugar hit. And I liked the the caramel, right? Um, but then as I got older, it, it was everything was about Skittles. Uh, oh yeah, and they were the big favorite for a while. And as my sweet tooth waned a little bit, of the um, the the fruity uh, taste remained. But now Skittles just feel like way too much work. <laughs> like wow. that's a lot of chewing for the amount of taste. Like yeah. the the chew to taste ratio, eh, it's a lot of chewing for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still a fan of Skittles. Did you have any that you despised that you were like, please, please don't stick me with this candy when you were mm. a kid? Yeah, Mounds Bars. Are those ones with the coconut? Yep. Yeah, because there's the song about it. What's the, the song? The cow sing. I can't remember. There's a commercial of <laughs> Mounds. No, there's the Almond Joy's Got Nuts. Sometimes you want nuts, sometimes you don't. And there's something about Mount. This uh, would be better if I remembered it at all. <laughs> like if I was, uh, you know, doing uh, a singing gig and somebody suggested this, I couldn't do it. I yeah. yeah. No, I have no idea. <laughs> But that's yeah. amazing. I want to hear the song now. Yeah, I, I felt betrayed by Mounds because yeah. that was not a flavor that I was looking for. And mm-hmm. it was like, there's so much good in here, but it will all be destroyed for me. Yep, those were the, the ones that like, I would slide over to my parents. Yeah. Like, here, look, you get candy too. I'm this, being nice. Yeah, coconut's an adult flavor, right? Like <laughs> martinis, right? This is like a candy bar martini, which now sounds amazing. But to me then, uh, sounded terrifying. So when we were talking, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before when we did a bonus episode about Halloween, you told me about Corn Night. Uh, <laughs> so can you give me a refresher on what Corn Night is? And then I have a follow-up question. Yeah, absolutely. So Corn Night, so when I was um, young, I lived in Red Wing, Minnesota. And there we celebrated Corn Night. And I believe a few other towns do. I, I have come across one or two other people who know what I'm talking about. But most people just look at me like I'm making something up. Uh, but basically on October 30th, so the night before Halloween, you would go around to all your neighbor's houses and you would already have, you would have gone to, I don't know, wherever my parents went to get the magic corn. Um, and it was basically like dried corn. So just the kernels. No, okay. nothing, no corn on the cob, <laughs> but just the dried kernels. And you would go throw the dried kernels at all of your neighbor's houses. Okay. And would they come and throw it at your house too? Well, yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of like Halloween where there's always somebody who has to be at home right. handing out the candy. So I don't know. That so somebody I, was at home handing out the corn? No, I don't know if anybody was at home, but I like my brother and I and at least one of my parents, we would always go out and and everybody was doing like because we hadn't lived when I was when we were new there. I was very young, but I that was not a thing we had done where we lived before that. And we're like, what's this? Yeah. And I'm sure like somebody that my dad worked with or our neighbors had warned them. Like, just so you know, this is what happens on October 30th. You know, no one's being playing a weird prank on you. This is corn night. And it was so much fun. And what does corn night symbolize? I'm sure it's something to do with the harvest. Or right. Because, you know, it's like the end of harvest and, and that's an area that has a lot of farms around it. So I'm sure it's something. Yeah. Harvest or fertility or both. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's a strange Iowa fertility ritual. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, did chuck corn at one another's houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you say anything? Did you yell corn as you did it? I don't remember. <laughs> um, so was there any eating of corn involved or was it just throwing of corn? Oh, no, because this is like dried corn. You can't eat it. Yeah. You, yeah. But did did you end the night just incredibly hungry for corn? No, we probably went out after dinner. <laughs> it was just, it was like, it was like the, um, like the warm up to Halloween was always how it felt. Cause you're like, 
you're going out and you're doing you're throwing the corn and you don't necessarily go as far but you make sure like you always go to right. some neighbors and we you know lived in a, a fun neighborhood so we would walk up on the hill and but it is in that corn. spirit of you have permission to do something that you wouldn't normally do oh you totally know? absolutely it was so much fun and everybody was out on the street and throwing corn at each other's houses yeah what do you think would happen if we just went up and down our apartment <laughs> hallways throwing corn at people's doors going it's corn night (laughs) yeah i think that's when they'd be like hi time for you to find a new place to live (laughs) i'm sure that there is a stipulation in our lease about no (laughs) corn night in this apartment building um did you ever use candy during the halloween uh the post halloween stash period Mm -hmm. or really any other time did you use candy as a reward system Oh, like to I I got this done, uh, this bit of homework done or anything else. So I get this amount of candy. I am sure I did. Okay, I don't remember the specifics, but that is very much something I would have done. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did that. I remember viscerally doing that with my candy, particularly, you know, once I was getting a little bit older, like sixth grade and junior high. And like the first year of high school was the Dr. Doom Candy Mountain. Mm. Uh, And I very much remember doing that. But then going into college uh, where I had a lot of essays, (laughs) just a lot. One Freud class, I think we had an essay literally every weekend. Mm -hmm. It was like, Oh, only a short essay, but every weekend. Uh, and uh, we would have the uh, Brock's candy, the uh, autumn mix or Halloween mix or whatever it was called. And uh, now it's just the candy corn, maybe sometimes two different flavors of candy corn and the pumpkin. But in Minnesota, back then in those olden times, uh, there was also a, like a shrieking black cat. There was a yellow moon. I think there was a brown jug. I want to think that that there was some sort of like maybe orange witch. I don't know. I got to Google the hell out of this because I was been thinking about it. And I was like, I'm going to I want to pick up one of those variety packs. And I haven't seen they don't make all the weird. Uh, So I would create elaborate games of like when I finish this paragraph, I can eat a moon. (laughs) When I finish this page, I can eat a brown jug. Like It was like that that candy really helped me like claw my way forward wow that's amazing and that you had it so specific I yeah mean, that makes sense i know yeah I, do, I don't i wasn't like super uh rigid about it it wasn't like an all the time thing it was like splay them out <laughs> and then like whichever one looked desirable would help me get to the next yeah the next goal post yeah that's amazing and i want you to look this up because i don't remember the autumn mix being anything other than candy corn and candy pumpkins uh, I really hope that it's real, but if I have dreamt something, <laughs> oh, this is this is a fine thing to dream. What a, yeah. That's fine. It's well a done. fine life hallucination. Yeah. Um. So let's move on to the adult years. Uh, I have seen you eat candy, so I know you had a turnaround from that time that you gave up candy. Mm-hmm. It was only <laughs> less than a year. So now that you are an adult, arguably I am an adult, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I'm going to say this year, um, having not eaten any Halloween candy yet this year, uh, baby Ruth. Okay. Tell describe a baby Ruth and tell me why you love it. I like the combination of flavors okay. and textures. So baby Ruth has like the nougat in the middle and some caramel, I think some nuts and coated with a thin layer of chocolate. Yeah. Thin layer of chocolate. So it's that it, I mean, I think. I don't know how much I liked them when I was little, but it's more like it's an adult version of a candy bar because it's the salty and sweet, not just the sweet. Yeah. And I think I really like that combination as well as um, the combination of textures. Yeah. I think there's something unique about the way that the caramel or whatever it is in the nuts interact. That is, how can how can the ingredients be so similar to Snickers and yet the experience is so different? It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think in general, I am just, I am a, I'm a Snickers person. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also how I got through some things in college where I would have very long days and wouldn't have time for lunch. And I would buy just whatever their emperor size Snickers was, whatever the hell the biggest Snickers was. And that would be like my meal for the day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
and they would I would get them from vending machines and they'd be super hard and then I would get a tiny uh, cup of crappy coffee from a coffee vending machine and then dunk the emperor size Snickers into the coffee so it would melt a little <laughs> bit so I could eat it. Uh, a lot of food adventures. So Snickers, I think, is is my favorite. I still like it. I love uh, this pack that we picked out uh, because that was such a fun experience of Target of going up and down the aisles and looking for the variety packs. Because in, in previous years, uh, we've indulged with you know a, a bag of Snickers or a bag of whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think having in our home, since we are not trick-or-treating as adults, having in our home something that has some... Slightly more uh, obscure uh, candy bars that you don't see everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. And having a multi-pack where you can simulate the fun and the surprise of just reaching your hand in and seeing what you come up with. And that you're stuck now. That's what you got to eat. Right. <laughs> uh, so I really like uh, that variety pack. I'm looking over at it. Ooh, it is the 100 Grand, uh, Baby Ruth, Butterfinger, and Nestle Crunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was going to try to be interesting and have a different pick. But it is. It's the Baby Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an almost Snickers. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> is there any candy to you as an adult that is just like, you're like, that's that's BS. I hate that candy. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. I try to be very nice and very gentle on the podcast. I hope I didn't hurt any candy's feelings. Yeah. So... Um, still not a big fan of mounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I have come around to almond joys in small doses. Okay, as in like one. Okay. <laughs> um, so controversially, I used to love them. I'm not as big of a fan of Nestle Crunch as I used to be. Oh, so we have an unwanted lurker in that bag of the Nestle Crunch. It's it's not. And the right moods, it, I think what it is, is now I'm adult, so I eat better chocolate. And with the other candy bars, they have enough other flavors that I don't notice that it isn't good chocolate. <laughs> with the Nestle Crunch, I'm just like, so once I get past that and into it, because we had, I think, some Nestle Crunch last year, and I was worried about this and got over it within like two candy bars um, on two different days or whatever. Probably not. Same day. Uh I eat plenty of things that taste far worse, so I don't know why I decided to... <laughs> Look, we eat a lot of junk, just horrible Come crap. on, I can eat it all. Um, yeah, but that's that's going to be one of them for me. But I know what you mean. I used to eat and drink a lot of things that were not good, uh, but you don't entirely know that until you have something slightly nicer, and then you're like, oh, wow, this is a shock to my system this isn't the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i know in theory these are both chocolate and yet they are not the same (laughs) thing uh yeah i like the little nestle crunch because i like the you get this the crunch the Mm -hmm. titular crunch uh and you get that slight bit of uh kind of variety but you don't have to work hard i don't know i guess i'm a real lazy candy eater (laughs) (laughs) but you know even i like the baby ruth like the snickers but those nuts sometimes they get stuck in your teeth they're a lot of work you gotta chew and uh Ugh. Uh, in the Nestle <laughs> Crunch, is you get that crunch. All the crunch, none of the work. Yeah. If you want a real lazy crunch, Nestle Crunch is a candy for you. So with all of this, how do you feel about Butterfinger? Butterfinger is, uh, I like it because it's weird. Uh, I feel like if uh, there was a candy that was the equivalent of like uh, Cthulhu, <laughs> like a strange <laughs> cosmic being that is not meant to be fully understand. Uh, understood uh that's what butterfingers like like i get the idea yeah. i know what it is and yet it's one of those things that it feels like so comically far removed from recognizable knowable food of like uh, the other ones are like well it's chocolate we know the, the cocoa plants great yeah we know all that where it comes from and like oh caramel is sugar and heat and all, we know we know that and nuggets getting a little bit weird uh, this is just made of shards of orange right right yep yeah it's just it's uh, bizarrely alien like like if you bite into the middle of uh of a butterfinger and look at it and it looks like jack kirby drew it is like this weird cosmic (laughs) (laughs) energy yeah so you also lived on the west coast for a short time in your childhood Mm -hmm. did you ever eat um chick sticks or something like that it's Pixie bas- sticks? No. It's basically the inside of a Butterfinger, but you buy it just without the like chocolate coating. Nothing to contain that Nothing. orange madness? Exactly. <laughs> Was yeah. that is that part of your experience? 
No, okay. I know. I, I don't remember that. I remember yeah. the whatchamacallit, and there was something else. I can't remember now, but I remember whatchamacallits being a thing. I don't think I didn't, they had not crossed my path. I had not crossed their path. So I, when I think of whatchamacallit, I think of uh, living in Portland, Oregon. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, I think for me, uh, I wanted so much to be happy as a child when I got a bit of honey because <laughs> I liked honey. But, you know, like chocolate, and that's, to my memory, that's all it was. There was a bee on it. Great, great branding. Uh, but it was a bit of pain in the ass. It was just, it, yeah, it was not the experience that you wanted it to be. As yeah. I recall, it was just like, would you like something that kind of tastes good to stick all over your mouth? Yeah, I don't even remember there being chocolate. I feel like it was just, but I don't, I think I tried to avoid them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I have that my in my mind's eye which again i could just be dreaming i at this point i don't trust half of my memories and i certainly don't trust my candy memories it was like a rectangular a mm-hmm. little like a honeycomb but not because it was little rectangular guys and you could break them off and then there was like honey in there or, oh, or wow. candy honey equivalent i wonder what i'm thinking of i'm thinking yeah. of something that's almost like a taffy but rectangular oh. and like honey colored yeah, well, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Maybe honey taffy. I mean, it's almost like, um, like laffy taffy okay. type things, but only honey, honey. Taffy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Maybe the other I've thing that, that is uh, common um, at movie theaters that is not for me is Whoppers. Mm. Uh, I, Whoppers it feels to me like uh, the the taste is okay, but the 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 fingernails on the chalkboard in my teeth. <laughs> right sorry <laughs> um i loved whoppers okay tell me about it what was your experience i said something negative now you can say something nice about whoppers i like i liked the malted flavor okay uh, and they were chocolate and they came in the little boxes and the things that came in the little boxes like whoppers and milk duds and junior mints oh i liked opening i liked the little boxes i like the milk duds yeah what was the other one you said uh, junior mints. Oh, I like the junior mints too. Yeah, and uh, gobs gobstoppers. Yeah, no, and, too much work. Oh, I love gobstoppers, but that was like a year-round candy. I would buy that at the Y. Yeah, I think the main thing I'm learning is I'm a very lazy <laughs> chewer. <laughs> this is a part of the reason I like pizza. Almost no <laughs> resistance. Um, what do you think is the best non-candy thing to give out to children? Mm, wow, um, stickers. <laughs> Uh, just straight up stickers or temporary tattoos? Oh, I mean, yeah, temporary tattoos. Probably temporary tattoos even more because stickers, um, you know, like you can you stick them on a thing, but then they fall off or you stick them on things that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Whereas temporary tattoos are a little bit harder to accidentally place and then they can be a little bit more fun. Okay. And what kind of stickers would you give out then? Well, I'm, I'm changing it. You have oh, to temporary answer. tattoos. To temporary okay. tattoos. Yeah. Well, those, those, what kind of stickers that you put on your body? <laughs> um, glow in the dark ones. <laughs> uh, pop culture or uh, more generic? Like, oh, I was uh, thinking like Halloween themed. So, ooh, yeah. You know, like some good like skeleton bones or like jack o' lanterns or yeah. witches or and... a brown jug. <laughs> or brown like jug. that candy that may have existed. Yeah. I mean, there's a very famous football game about the little brown jug. Yeah. Between Minnesota and Michigan. <laughs> Don't think I'm sure that's though. what the candy was celebrating. <laughs> ale. Drinking ale. <laughs> drinking ale. I'm sure it's just like, yeah, it's an autumnal thing. Yeah, you put your cider in here. There it's we go. Brown. Uh, I'm sure there are answers, and I will Google them. Uh, if If I and we, you and I, had a home where a lot of kids were going to come by mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, older kids <laughs> pushing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I could afford it. I would buy a bunch of toy lightsabers and <laughs> hand every kid a toy lightsaber because it's like it's an actual toy. Mm-hmm. Um, it For me, it fits into the indulgence because I'm sure there'd be some of the parents who are like, great. <laughs> <laughs> They're all hyped up on sugar. They're already wearing a costume, and now you gave them a weapon. Uh, so I think the kids would think it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Some of them would probably be like, I already have seven of these. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would enjoy it very much, and I would hope that the kids would enjoy it. I would enjoy it because I love when uh, you see a pop culture figure 
that then has another pop culture thing that doesn't quite go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last two weeks, uh, we uh, well, we did it once. I did it once by myself. Uh, walked uh, to Grauman's uh, theater uh, once to see James Bond. This last weekend, I went to see Halloween Kills. And both times that I've walked past uh, that main Hollywood and Highland area where Grauman's is located, that's where a lot of the people who dress up as different pop culture figures you know, hang out and get photos. And both times I walked by, uh, I saw uh, Chewbacca hanging out with Spider-Man. They're clearly real-life friends. Mm-hmm. And both times uh, I saw Chewbacca, like, need to adjust something. And Chewbacca's already holding the lightsaber, which is, like, fine. Maybe it's a different Wookiee than Chewbacca. Maybe Chewbacca's holding uh, lightsabers for other Jedi friends. He's got Jedi friends. Uh, but Chewbacca has handed the lightsabers to Spider-Man. And then it just delights me (laughs) of this weird crossover. And if I were, you know, in a neighborhood where there were a bunch of kids and I could give out lightsabers and like then suddenly like every uh, Wonder Woman has a lightsaber and Spider-Man has a lightsaber and the Hulk has a lightsaber and, you know, just random kid who's dressed up as a lawyer has a lightsaber Mm -hmm. and it would be great. Love it. Yeah. Just a whole little neighborhood full of Jedi Padawans. Uh, what do you think is the worst non-candy thing to give out to children? Mm. Was there anything that you got as a kid or is there anything that you would be ashamed to give out as an adult? <laughs> I mean, I did get pencils, um, <laughs> which, I, so I, I was a weird kid. I'm a weird adult, whatever. I collected pencils, so it <laughs> was, and I didn't use any of them. I still have a collection of pencils that have never been sharpened. Thanks to my parents for storing that collection of pencils um, in case you're wondering where it is that you haven't seen. Um, so I both liked them and also it felt like a lost opportunity. A lost opportunity? For candy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You yeah. know, like it was like, okay, fine. Um, yeah. November but, 1st could be pencil night. Yeah. You could have corn night, Halloween, and then pencil night. Right. Just keep the candy on Halloween and the pencils on pencil night. Yeah, so I would not hand out pencils unless it was something that like you were at an event where you could not hand out food. Right, and it, or if it was a pencil that is also a lightsaber. Right. Yeah. Right, and you know, like, and you know, if there's like some of the interesting, like, cool, like the ones where you can move the the shapes around, like the stackable pencils, like those at yeah. least have some some cool factor to them. Yeah, and I think I probably did get some things like that of like it's it's a, a fun pen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, that, yeah. but I'd still feel frustrated cuz like this is a mission. Yeah. <laughs> what about wax lips? Did you ever get wax lips? Like I think you know, yeah. 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 Were they edible? I don't or think so. Or did they just things that you put in your mouth? I think you put them in your mouth. <laughs> and then they're just fake lips. Yeah, that feels to me like this would be part of a costume. So why are you giving this to me now? <laughs> I'm already in costume, which uh, I just made a whole argument of doing that with lightsabers. So fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah, but I, I would not have been thrilled with that. Um, I think for me, uh, it, it's it's the giving out healthy things. I get it. And maybe maybe somebody listening will be like really strongly disagree. But for me, that's the spirit of Halloween is to indulge in something that is fun and not an always thing, but an mm-hmm. indulgent thing. Yeah. And so I, whenever, every once in a while I get like some apples, you know, and I think for me it was already like apples from a stranger feels more frightening than candy. Like I feel like <laughs> there are a couple stories where bad things come with apples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus the whole like razor blade and apples scare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all, all the razor blade scares. And, and I understand they were mostly scares, not real incidents. Mm-hmm. But uh, having grown up in there, we did. The scare was real. Yep. Uh, so uh, that uh, was potent. But it for me, it's it's more about the like, are you having a fun night? Well, remember to be responsible. I don't know. It's just like. <laughs> It's kind of like giving somebody a tooth floss on Halloween. Yeah, right? like, yeah, this is an elaborate uh, analogy, but like, imagine like you have a, a stressful thing to do in your job and you set aside Friday night to be like, I'm going to play board games with friends and we're going to eat a big gross pizza and I'm going to have a beer. And then like, you know, you get an alert in the middle of that saying, remember to be thinking about your job. Like, it just feels like, let me pull you out of the fun. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, it's like, it's like getting, giving somebody tooth floss. 
That's the thing that I would never hand out. Tooth, Tooth floss. floss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No brochures <laughs> <laughs> for anything. <laughs> Unless it's like how to best eat this candy. Unless the candy is so convoluted it needs instructions. Right? That's different. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> um, if you were handing out candy to a child and they said trick or treat uh, and you chose trick, what trick would you like to see? Oh, I would like to hear their jokes. <laughs> that is very, very wise. Yeah, especially if they're at that age where they just uh, beautifully don't have the, the inhibition of society and aren't worried whether it is a correct joke or mm-hmm. or if it even is a joke. So they'll just string words together that sound like a joke structure. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah just like well what did the dog do when he went upstairs tuesday give me candy like that just kind of absurdist nonsense mm-hmm. i would love that yep i'm there for it <laughs> yeah that that seems fair um i would i would uh i would also be interested in seeing them uh you know really pretend to be whatever character they're dressed up as mm. right because halloween is just like i'm dressed up as this thing and it would be really fun to see, like, okay, well, you're dressed up, uh, you know, as a as Mario. <laughs> Can you show me <laughs> being Mario from Super Mario Brothers? How are your plumbing skills? I've got a leaky <laughs> sink. <laughs> well, the the child would be able to interpret it by pretending to smash open a coin, a uh, brick to get a coin, or uh, saying "Let's go," or or saying "Let's do some plumbing." Yeah, right. Any of and those then things. not doing some plumbing would be very appropriate. I would. Uh, yes, I would. I would say, okay, I changed my mind. It's treat. It's treat. It's treat. <laughs> <laughs> if like a six year old is like, I'm going to fix your plumbing. I would definitely <laughs> transition back to treat. Uh, if you were haunting. An old spooky house and kids came to the door trick-or-treating, what would you do? Is the spirit who controlled the house? Ooh. Um, I would I would open the door and give that like gust of wind that feels like it's coming from nowhere. Yeah. That like as they're walking up to the door, they're like, what is that? Like, yeah. Everything rustles. Ooh, nice. Would they get any candy or would it just be a scare? Oh, I assumed there is, you know, like my assistant would be handing out the candy. <laughs> You have a well-run spooky house that you're haunting. You have a staff. That's right. <laughs> you have board meetings that you attend in your <laughs> spectral form. <laughs> that is pretty great. Yeah. I think if my ghostly powers extended to the yard as well as the house, what I'd do is I would have the door open real slow with the creak. And then I would have... Uh, a candy box like fall on the floor and then it would be empty and then there'd be like a note that says sorry no candy and then you know they'd be upset most likely or terrified but then if I had powers in the yard when they stepped away I would make it lightly rain candy and they would get more candy they could even imagine (laughs) (laughs) I realized when I said rain candy I don't want to strike the children with the candy from the sky like gently lower as though it were a feather. Uh, yeah, it would waft. There you it go. would waft down <laughs> from wow. the unknown. Terrifying. Terrifying yeah. or fun? Depends on the child. <laughs> uh, would you like an adult version of trick-or-treating where people gave you cheese and or uh, drinks? I mean, sure. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Uh, yeah. So this is one of those things where like I... I think about it as a like a fun, jokey conversation, mm-hmm. and my instinct is to go like, "Yeah, of course." But then it's a fun thing to ponder of like, if there really was an adult version of it, like drinks, yeah, you got to be careful with all the, with that. Like, I get that. Um, uh, but like, if it really was that same sort of spirit of like, kids really covet candy, mm-hmm. and you know, traditionally kids don't have the autonomy to just get as much candy as they want, and this is a special night where you get is much of the thing you want. Like, what would the adult version be of that that adults could embrace? Like, we have dressed up. We are mm-hmm. going door to door. Oh. Like, time off. Could we give each other time off? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I kind of not uh, figured the door to door part of it. I was just like, well, th- w- this is called going to a party. <laughs> <laughs> True. But the, yeah, the going door to door, I would really want to go in a place where I felt like I knew people. You know, because then it's kind of like the traveling 
like the traveling party where you, mm-hmm. you know but but to just take things from other people yeah no yeah. now that I, I yeah. certainly not the drinks i get that yeah. i get that no nope. i'm a member of modern society i understand yeah i'm gonna be with most things it's, it's one of those things where like what about you, wrapped cheeses that is honestly where my brain was going like the little baby bell cheeses wrapped crackers except then how much, look at how much waste you're creating true true but then think of how much fun it would be to be like hey uh, do you know that that house at the end uh, that's the smoked gouda house right and then we would because we need a place to put our stash we would need to have like our special halloween cheese fridge our spooky halloween cheese fridge and yeah. i would get a new dr doom action figure to put on top of it and like doom has collected all of this cheese yeah okay i like that <laughs> yeah you're right i mean for adults it's parties but it's different it, mm-hmm. th- there is that like I, I, i'm always so uh, i can't even find the right word for it i joke about these kind of things and i say i want them and I do want them, but then like being very realistic, it's like it, it is getting past all of these sort of barriers of like put childish things away. But I'd be so fascinated if you could get a neighborhood to go like nothing, <laughs> nothing naughty, nothing dangerous. But can we get to that point where we could all uh, embrace the fun of going door to door and saying this doesn't have to be just a thing of childhood mm-hmm. and finding a way to, to recreate that fun? Yeah. Of going to each house and not knowing if they're going to answer and not knowing if they're going to give you something good. And, you know, are they going to be dressed up and all into it? Or are they going to be kind of grumpy? And like just all of that kind of the, that thrill of exploration. Yeah. Which I want to be available to us as adults. But when I do think about it realistically, it is just like the laundry list. Like, well, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> you know? I mean, we're back to candy. Yeah. We're back we to candy. We can still get candy as adults. That's right. Okay. If... Uh, there was a large cultural movement and everybody was giving it a try. We're doing adult uh, Halloween. We'd have to come up with a different word from that because that sounds like something else. Yep. <laughs> Mature Halloween. Mm-hmm. There's no good word for adult. I, this happens when we're talking about Star Wars books because the, <laughs> we read the, the young adult ones, the middle reader, and then, like, and then, of course, in this adult Star Wars book, like every time we have to say, we don't mean that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Halloween for all ages. Yes, in all ages Halloween where kids aren't allowed. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, if there was an all ages Halloween, would you want to be given fun size candy or would you feel as an adult that let's go full size adult? Oh, I would love fun size candy. Yeah. And fun size, not mini. Because <laughs> mini isn't fun. Mini is, mini is no. smaller than fun. Money, mini is too much work. <laughs> too like, much waste for the amount of candy that you get. Right. It's wasteful in the packaging and the chewing. There we go. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't have time to chew. I just need I candy mean, you can swallow. You don't even I guess need to chew fluids. It. So you kind of want a mini then because <laughs> you wouldn't need to chew it. Um, no, I like fun size because then you, you, like a full candy bar can be a lot. And... I feel like you get more variety, which makes no sense because if you go to the same number of houses. But I right. feel like then if right. I want, like, I'm going to have two fun size candy bars. I'm not limited to one option. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can have gobstoppers and bottle caps. <laughs> you can go crazy with right? the weird ones. Nice. Nice. Uh, here's my uh, my final question for you here. This Halloween, in order to simulate the great adventure of, of Halloween's past... Uh, should you and I take turns knocking on our own door so we can give one another candy? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I was actually just thinking about where we could, or even just like setting up different stations within our own house of different <laughs> doors are like the different houses. Oh, so we yeah. So we to multiple houses right. within our apartment. Uh, yeah. The, the bedroom can be the 100 grand room. Uh, the kitchen it be the baby Ruth room. The bathroom's the Butterfinger room because it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, nonverbal reactions from Sarah on this podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of head shaking. Oh, <laughs> a lot of eye gosh. emotions. <laughs> uh, all right. Any other thoughts before we move on to our, our uh, wrap up? No, it's time to go start decorating our apartments. We can go trick-or-treating in our own apartment. That's right. Uh, can you make a noise to sum up your interest in Halloween candy? Tear, tear. <laughs> That's me eating like I'm a squirrel eating nuts that I've stashed for the winter. That is 
both really scary and really cute at the same time. So kind of perfect for Halloween. Tear, tear. Nosh, nosh, nosh. <laughs> uh, so now that we've talked about it, I understand this is a seasonal thing. I understand you are not a huge candy obsessive. But on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, right now for our candy season, how obsessed would you say you are? I mean, right at this moment, I'm an 8. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling back the curtain before we started the podcast, you're like, should we have a a piece of Halloween candy before we start? And I was like, no, it must be reward. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hungry for it now. Uh, Yeah, for myself, I think I am uh, really interested in the idea of it. And I'm really interested on social media on Halloween night to see uh, different people's reports and pictures of the whole trick-or-treating experience and other people's memories and strong opinions about candy. I I really like the whole ritual of it. So I'd say I'm like a a seven on the obsession level between the actual ritual and uh, the amount of baby Ruths I'm going to eat this year. (laughs) Solid seven. Moving on to the plugging section of our podcast. Where can you be found, Sarah? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Sarah underscore Scrimshaw. Excellent. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. Hear us talk about adult Star Wars books all the time. For info on all of my upcoming shows, comedy albums, shows I've written for, all kinds of stuff like that, you can check out my website at josephscrimshot.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Here are our final questions. What superhero would you most like to get candy from? Mmm, wow. Oh, goodness. Um, Supergirl. Oh, why? Because I feel like she would be very enthusiastic about handing out candy and that would be fun (laughs) yes uh, she would really have a you deserve this Mm -hmm. supportive attitude like well done yeah you you, you did a good job trick-or-treating yeah yeah Yeah. comedy wise would be hulk because i think (laughs) he i don't think he'd be particularly good at handing it out it would be a good interesting experience yeah Uh, but on a practical level uh i think uh robin yeah uh because look uh he he's got the money Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne has the money to get the the finest candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and often Robin is portrayed as like, uh, come on, Bruce, y- you got to live life a little bit. So so especially Dick Grayson, traditional Robin, he, he would give out good candy. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of like Doctor Strange giving out candy. And <laughs> from a portal? From a portal. Exactly. <laughs> like just yeah. reaching in and pull- getting it from somewhere and giving it to you. <laughs> I would maybe accept an apple from Doctor Strange oh, if no it way. fell from a portal. <laughs> And then he kept changing its lifespan uh, with the time star. Right, yeah. (laughs) Not touching that apple. Fair enough. Uh, If you had to turn into a were animal, what animal would you choose to be? Um, A were porpoise. (laughs) I have no follow-up to that. Final question on the podcast is always, what is happiness? Happiness is throwing corn at your neighbor's house with their permission <laughs> that is really the perfect answer not only for this episode but for life i'm going to try to embrace <laughs> that from now on thank you all for listening that is our podcast you've been listening to obsessed joseph scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest rate five stars if you're impressed all right so we have opened our bag of Halloween candy. Uh, Sarah and I, right here on the podcast, are going to reach in and get surprise candy bars. Uh, would you like to go first? Yeah. Go go okay, ahead and rustle close, away. Close my eyes. Eyes are closed. Oh, yeah. There's okay. Very good digging. I'm going to dig now. Oh, oh I'm not going to try to cheat by... Uh, oh, there we go. Okay, would you like to reveal what you yeah, got? Yeah, I haven't even looked yet. Yeah. I got a baby Ruth. I got a Nestle Crunch. Oh. <gasps> 